This is WKOK Sunrise on your station for the best news, talk, and sports. News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Mark Lawrence here. Rob Center still over there. The best part of his work week is when he takes fabulous good care of us. So we really appreciate that. Uh, he kind of rolls his eyes a little bit. Yeah, sometimes. No, he takes fantastic care of us. There's no argument there. He's why the podcasts are up shortly after our interviews are completed here on WKOK. So we appreciate that. Movie Mike McGranahan is here. Professional movie critic. His website, ILC.com. He's a staff writer for Ranker, member of the Critics' Choice Association and Online Film Critics Society. He's a go-to guy for interviews as it relates to uh, film and, and uh, cinema, so we really appreciate that. His uh, very busy Twitter handle, at I'll seat. Every time I get a notification, I know it's probably you out there <laughs> doing, sending out good messages, so uh, we appreciate that. His appearance sponsored by the Campus Theater, Lewisburg. Welcome aboard, sir. Thanks. Thank you so much for coming in. All right, uh, let's start out with uh, Bullet Train. Bullet Train stars Brad Pitt as an assassin sent to Japan to hop a high-speed locomotive, steal a briefcase, and get off at the next stop. His mission is complicated by the fact that several other assassins are on that train, too, and they also want that briefcase. They're played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, and Joey King. Repeated encounters with these lethal individuals prevent Pitt from carrying out his assignment. Bullet Train sure does have a lot going on. There are tons of outrageous, over-the-top action sequences, moments of goofy comedy, and weird little story detours. Unfortunately, it doesn't add up to much. The needlessly complicated plot only gradually explains to us who all of these people are and why they all want the briefcase. By the time the full explanation was given in the last 20 minutes, I no longer cared. Not that I could follow it anyway. The film works so hard and delivers so little. A few individual scenes here and there are fun, the cast is appealing, and the visual style is cool to look at. Beyond that, though, Bullet Train lives up to its name. It passed rapidly in front of my eyes, yet I never fully got on board. On a scale of one to four, I give it two and a half conductors. So can you tell me what's in the briefcase, or would that be a plot? I am not even 100% sure I understood at the end. This This movie almost tells the story in reverse. It presents this scenario where they're all on the train, and they're all trying to get the the briefcase, and only gradually do they bother to explain who everybody is and how they're connected and why the briefcase is important. And and so you... Normally, you would be excited because you would understand what the stakes are and who the players are, and in this case, you don't. So you sit there just watching all of this mayhem unfold, and after a while, you stop caring because they're just not filling you in fast enough on what you need to know. So by the time they got to the end, in the last 20 minutes, they're trying to do one of those great big exposition drops where they're explaining everything all of a sudden in retrospect, and it's just too little too late and too confusing. So... And I think other critics are, give it a sort of a comparable, you know, meh. But yeah. uh, but uh, might this have a lot of appeal at the box office because it's a form of an action movie per se. It's sort of whimsical, I guess, in a manner of speaking. But, uh, and it's Brad Pitt, so does it have the right recipe for good box office numbers? Uh, it opened fairly well, which was to be expected given the cast and the trailer for the movie looked really good. I'm not sure it's going to hold up. It's one of those movies, if you go see it, it's not the worst thing you're going to see. You might walk out of it and say, oh, that was all right. But I 
think that especially this summer, there are many other better films out there that I would recommend first. And uh, certainly this is not going to replicate the success of, you know, a Top Gun Maverick or a Minions Rise <laughs> of Gru or anything like that. It's kind of a late summer entry. It'll probably do okay. I don't think people are really going to remember it six months from now, to be honest. Okay, so this is not Top Gun on rails. Right. Okay, so that's not happening. All right, well, you liked it okay. 2.5... Conductors. Conductors. All right. Super. You mean the metals? Train conductors. Oh, okay. I was thinking of the metals that are capable of passing electricity. So, all right. Uh, so that's Bullet Train. Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, even harder to follow if you were <laughs> if you only watch the uh, trailer. This is a comedy designed as a vehicle for Joe Coy, a stand-up comedian who... You know, has achieved a measure of popularity, but he has not necessarily broken through to the mainstream audience yet. So it's kind of weird that somebody bankrolled a $17 million movie around this guy. But it was designed to launch a film career for him. And I suspect that really what it's going to do is end his movie career because this is awful. He plays a guy like himself, a Filipino stand-up comic, who goes home to be with his family for the Easter holiday. And for the first half hour, you think this is going to be one of those really funny, charming movies about a family like Moonstruck or My Big Fat Greek Wedding, where they're of a certain ethnicity and you learn about their cultures and you see a little bit of representation on screen. Uh, And then the actual plot kicks in, which involves this guy's brother being $40,000 in debt to a gangster, and they have until the end of the day to raise the money. And so you get a car chase scene and you get a couple of fights and guns being brandished, and it just really takes away from what is potentially interesting about the movie, which is the family. How often do you see a movie about a Filipino family. Almost never. And instead of telling that story, they have just this dumb, contrived plot about selling a pair of stolen boxing gloves to try to make $40,000. It is so dumb. It's called Easter Sunday, one and a half stars. Really, I recommend staying as far away from this one as you can. Well, none of that's in the trailer. (laughs) Yeah, the trailer's (laughs) very misleading. Well, yeah, the trailer makes it sound like, you you mentioned uh, Moonstruck, but what was the more contemporary film that is about Japanese Americans who are ultra wealthy and the ultra crazy rich Asians. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's it, just it a kind super of movie could have been like that too. And that was a really terrific movie. It was fun and funny, and you learned about this family, and you learned a little bit about the culture that they mm-hmm. live in and their traditions. And that's what I was hoping Easter Sunday would be, and it's just not. Well, that's what the trailer says it is mm-hmm. about. Those yeah, little and tricksters. It's, <laughs> and it's not. And then they bring in <laughs> Tiffany Haddish as a cop who shows up at the end of this car chase, and they obviously just said to her, improvise. Just just riff and go off whenever you want. But since the scene isn't funny, even she isn't funny. And it takes a lot okay. to make Tiffany Haddish not funny. Okay. And she is? Her name is very familiar. Uh, I mean, yeah, she was in Girls Trip and, and you know, a lot of comedies. Very hot comedian right now. Okay, super. Okay. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, Easter Sunday doesn't pull it together in, yeah, in any way, Yeah, it's a real disappointment. All right. And is that in the movie theaters? That's in theaters, too, yes. Okay. Although probably not for long. <laughs> okay. Okay, so look for it on uh, Hulu this weekend. Uh, let's see, Bullet Train's in theaters. That's brand new. And yes. With that big cast, that's where they want to start that out. All right. Uh, yeah, boy, uh, Olivia Newton-John died this week. Uh, just, uh, of course, the music industry significantly impacted, but uh, she was in a couple films. Absolutely. And this one, you know, every so often you get a celebrity death that impacts you personally. This is one for me. I was a massive, am a massive Olivia Newton-John fan. She was a childhood crush, major fan of her music. And, of course, 
several movies. She was in Greece, most notably. Uh, she was in another movie with John Travolta called Two of a Kind, which was really not a very good movie and kind of a bomb. And of course, Xanadu, which is a cult favorite. I don't know that a lot of people would call that a good movie, but I think a lot of people are like me and find it very entertaining nonetheless. So she had a really incredible career in music and in film, and it was just one of those super seemingly nice people. You know, there was something about her that was so down to earth in the way that she sang and in the way she presented herself in interviews and a very positive person. Of course, she spent years doing advocacy for cancer research after being diagnosed with breast cancer, which is ultimately what claimed her life. So uh, one of those people who used her fame and her success to also kind of give back. So a huge loss, not just for the entertainment business, but I would say for humanity in general. And in reality, she was kind of hometown and down to earth and Mm -hmm. sort of like, you know, normal people. Yeah, and what was always interesting about her was that she had this wholesome image, and yet the biggest hit of her career was physical, which, of course, when you listen to the lyrics of that song, is a very sexual song and was kind of counter to her image. So she was able to kind of make that transition to something a little bit edgier, and yet it still sounded very wholesome and appropriate, which was part of her magic. You listen to physical, and it's different than when you listen to something like George Michael's I Want Your Sex, you know, which sounds a little edgier and a little raw, and she but, made physical sound like a very sweet song. Right, yeah. You should play physical at a normal wedding or something mm-hmm. like that, and nobody was like, oh, wait, they're, 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 right. they're talking about something else. Okay. So, yeah, Olivia Newton-John, uh, her age? Uh, she was 73, I believe. Okay. So, yeah, but still way 70s. too young for a person of her talent and her yeah. her stature. So, yeah, that's tough. Uh, so you, you can go a better part of a year or more without hearing anything from Steve Martin. We heard two big announcements this week. So tell us about those. Yeah, Steve Martin is going to be the subject of a documentary that will be running on Apple TV+. Plus. No release date yet, but it's from the team that made Won't You Be My Neighbor, the very good documentary about Mr. Rogers from a few years ago. So Steve Martin documentary coming. That should be fascinating. And it's apparently going to be a two-part documentary because, of course, he's had an amazing career. But then the other news, speaking of that career, is that Steve Martin says that he is seriously contemplating retirement. He's currently starring on the very good TV show, Only Murders in the Building. Only TV show I've watched in a decade. Wait, 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 wait. You're watching a TV show? I watch one TV show, and it's the only show I've watched in the last decade. Murders? Only Murders in the Building, which is on Hulu. It's him and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. And uh, he's doing that show, and he says that when that's over... He's not really planning to seek out any more movies or any more TV roles. He wants to just kind of chill out. He's maybe going to continue the comedy tour that he does on a regular basis with his good friend Martin Short. But he's thinking of generally retiring from the screen. So I hope that's not true. He's a creative guy. I think he's still got a lot left in him, but we'll see what happens. I watch an hour of entertainment entertainment TV each evening of hourly shows and series shows from ABC and NBC and so on. And uh, I'm forever trying to find out in advance which are the good ones Mm -hmm. and uh, I always ask you and you say I say I don't watch television (laughs) right but here you do and this is a series and this Mm -hmm. is on Hulu and we have Hulu and this is a comedy comedy mystery yeah the the reason I watch it I gave up TV shows years ago but the reason I watch is because Steve Martin and Martin Short are comedy idols of mine I would watch anything that they're in and it's a very funny show I just got my wife and my 13 year old son hooked on it so get your pop hooked on it too he's yeah he doesn't have Hulu I keep telling him 
him buy Hulu so you can watch only murders. Well, I was lucky enough the uh, when they when the radio station changed my phone to unlimited Wi-Fi, free Hulu came with it. Nice. So that transferred to my phone. I'm like, oh yeah, this works. I like Hulu. They have a that? good assortment of movies too. They really do, and and you don't have to look deep and deep and deep and search and search and to find something. It's all their good stuff's right on mm-hmm. top. So we appreciate that. All right. So only murders in the building, and Steve uh, Martin going to retire. Well, maybe it'll be kind of one of those soft retirements where he just pops up in a project here or there. Kind of like a like Dan that. Aykroyd sort of thing. Exactly. He no longer does the major roles either. But you still see him. And, mm-hmm. and plus you still see interviews from him and words from him. Well, thank you so much, Movie Mike. Thanks for all the info. Thanks. Glad to be here. Movie Mike McGranahan, professional movie critic. His website is uh, com, And uh, we want to tell you that his appearance is sponsored by the Campus Theater Lewisburg, where they are proud to announce that George Winston is coming to the campus. An evening with George Winston will be September 24th, 7 p.m. Of course, beautiful campus theater. You can go to campustheater.org for more information on that. They would just love to see you at that upcoming performance at the Campus Theater, campustheater.org.